Welcome to the Niners Nation podcast, and we've got ourselves a brand new quarterback, and it feels so good. Niner Nate here with you as always, and with me is Leo Luna of 49ersGoldmine.com. How are you feeling, man? Um, feeling 28. Uh, today is actually my birthday, so uh, feeling great. You know, just uh, nothing but blessings. Uh, this is this is the podcast you've been waiting for. We know who the guy is, and now we could just dive into that guy and, and give our opinions, watch even more film of Mr. Trey Lance. And of course, happy birthday. I'm not going to su- uh, submit our, our listeners to me singing happy birthday over the podcast waves, but happy birthday, Leo, you old man, even though I'm definitely older than you. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's the thing is, you know, it's finally over. You know, it feels like when... Uh, Frodo puts the ring into Mount Doom and finally gets to lay down and just like it's finally over where you don't have to talk about who the quarterback will be. And you know what's funny? We were both wrong. It was Trey Lance over Justin Fields. And, um, you know, we, there's been a lot of information, a lot of talk since the pick. Uh, people talking about why it was Trey Lance over Justin Fields. And um, let's talk about it just a little bit. From what I understand, it's basically that what Kyle saw from Trey Lance, um, he just saw more than he saw with Justin Fields. You know, there was uh, something I read from uh, someone who has a close source of mine who said that basically after the pro day in North Dakota, the second one, Kyle gave him part of the playbook. And basically a part that would usually take a week or two to memorize. In three days, Trey called back to Kyle and said, hey, I've, rem- I've memorized this, give me more. And some- that was something that Kyle was really latched onto. Not to mention that Kyle was already a lot more interested in Trey Lance than we initially thought. You know, we thought because of the Justin Fields connection with the quarterback collective and all that stuff that, you know, that would be his guy. But it seemed like he really did love Trey. And at the end of the day, he believed that he's the smartest quarterback for the job. And I think, you know, in the way that Kyle has talked since his pick was made, he wanted the smartest guy on, in, on you know, on the board or in his quarterback room, you know, teaching his players because, you know, it kind of seems to me from, you know, rumblings I've heard is, you know, the quarterback he has now maybe might not be so smart. <laughs> well, I think we come to that conclusion when we see a lot of misreads, which I mean, I don't want to say over like a lot and just overblow it than what it should be. Uh, but there is more like, say, elementary reads that you expect Jimmy to make uh, mainly in the Super Bowl. But there was also that Monday night narrative to where Nick Mullins was the smartest guy in the room. And that's where I latch on with this Trey Lance thing is, okay, is he smart? Cool. That's fun. He can remember a playbook. Uh, but then I remember Nick Mullins as being the smartest guy in, the, in you know, in the room. That doesn't necessarily mean that IQ is going to translate into gameplay. I think with Trey Lance, that's a different sentiment because this guy is obviously first round talent compared to Nick Mullins was an undrafted free agent. Uh, this dude's freaking built like an un, uh, a middle linebacker while Nick Mullins is kind of built like a practice squad quarterback. And just the ability, the, the arm strength, uh, the, the running game aspect. So I think if you could add those two uh, abilities, mainly just say arm strength uh, and then running power in the NFL, I think his accuracy can improve. Kyle Shanahan, it's always been known that Kyle Shanahan's big on quarterback accuracy, but I think it can improve by Trey Lance's footwork. And I feel Kyle Shanahan is very, very confident into that to where if he could get Trey Lance more in timing to where his eyes aren't ahead of his feet, that's going to lead for, for better body language to complete those more expected throws from Trey Lance and working hand in hand with Kyle Shanahan is the the one thing Kyle Shanahan has been stated about him is he wants a quarterback that can read the defense and tell him once what he sees in Kyle Shanahan to read the defense and communicate that back to the quarterback seems like Kyle Shanahan is just very very big on that trust of communication and based on the evaluation of Trey Lance it has opened the doors completely on what they see and creating that trust, knowing that they could have those conversations back and forth and build and grow from that. And 
just help overall, not only throughout their careers, but mostly in in game adjustments. If these guys are on the same page and they're able to have that communication, that's where you could see in game adjustments happen to where maybe they're shut down and they only got six points at the half. But then they're able to have that communication and then they go put up three touchdowns in the second half. So that's the big thing uh, that we're seeing here is Kyle Shanahan's trusting this guy based on the language and the verbiage that they could have with each other throughout the process of an NFL career. I say process as offseason, game film, in-game situations, practices, game prep, all of that stuff is going through that process and being on the same page with one another. seems like Kyle is, is just ready for that um, to happen with Trey Lance, and, and he's comfortable with Trey Lance being that guy, and that's ultimately why he chose a Trey Lance over Justin Fields, just because he felt more comfortable within the conversations that they were having in regards to an NFL offense versus NFL defenses. We talk so much in the offseason about what we're looking for out of a new quarterback. And, you know, the biggest problem with Jimmy Garoppolo is that, you know, he's not mobile. He has no ability to make off schedule plays. It felt like he wasn't the smartest guy in the room. It felt like, you know, there were so many things that Jimmy was lacking. And, you know, you're not also, you're not going to tackle everything with one guy. Like he's not going to, you know, basically fix every problem. But between Trey Lance and Justin Fields, it always felt like one of those guys was going to set this 49er offense in the direction that it needed to be headed. And from what Kyle has said, it really sounds like he's super excited to see what he can do with Trey Lance. I think uh, John Lynch said, you know, Kyle was calling me sometimes at night or calling me in the middle of the night and just texting me and be like, I'm so excited to see what Trey Lance can do in our offense. I'm so excited to see what we can, you know, how to change my offense to suit Trey Lance. And I think that should have fans really excited. I think people should be really excited to see what Kyle Shanahan can really do with a quarterback who can scare people. And that's the thing is like, we already have running backs who could scare people because any running back in the Kyle Shanahan system can scare people. But when you have a quarterback that actually scares people and you're using Debo the way he should be used and Ayuk, and you still have the second best tight end in the NFL, it's going to be insane what this team can do. And, you know, it comes so much back to this argument that people believe that Jimmy Garoppolo should be the starter. And I just, I don't see it. I just don't see a reason that Jimmy Garoppolo should start this season. Um, I think that, you know, we're going to get to this. We're going to have preseason this year, I think. I'm, I'm hoping we do. And I've been saying, I went on Seattle radio on Friday on Friday during the day, and I kind of was there, you know, heckling me about Trey Lance as the pick. And I see, and you can tell me if you agree with me on this one, I see that, that Trey Lance is going to pull Russell Wilson. I think Trey Lance is so much better than the current guy that by preseason game two or three, we're going to see that Trey Lance should be the starter. We're going to see there is absolutely no reason that Jimmy Garoppolo should take the field week one. And it's just, it just feels obvious when you watch the film how much better Trey is. And then you hear these glowing comments about how smart he is. It just feels like it's meant to happen. It feels like it's meant for Trey to start. Not to mention, you know, we can get on, we can talk about this as well, too, is if Jimmy Garoppolo gets beat out by a rookie, his trade value goes down. And then if he comes in week one and he's terrible, trade value goes down. And you want to get rid of him and at least get something for him. And so like, I just it, everything feels like it's, it's gravitating toward this idea that Trey should be the starter. And I think that I wouldn't be surprised if it doesn't even take preseason for Trey to beat out Jimmy Garoppolo. Well, I'm going to push back on this one. So I, I think Trey Lance is, is more gifted than Jimmy. Maybe even mentally and physically at this point from what we're hearing from Kyle Shanahan. But ultimately, I think it's going to be a hard transition. Not a hard one, but at least you'd like to have more time with the transition. Going from the FCS, playing a team like you've stated a couple times, the Penguins, uh, to playing an NFL defense. And where I say there's going to be some type of learning curve is you're going to have defenses show you something pre-snap. And then as soon as that ball is hiked, they completely abandon from that look and drop into something else. While Trey Lance's intellect is through the roof, I do believe there is going to be some stuff that he's not ready for. Because in the FCS, what you see in pre-snap is what you get. And you could watch things on film, dissect it, understand it, and then get into the game, and those it just happens quick. 
it just happens quick uh, to where are those reactions going to be the same? Is is he going to, you know, these quarterbacks, they get the ball out within two seconds. Is he able to dial that up in two seconds from week one? Um, it, t- only time will tell. I hope he can. If he's a starter, I absolutely hope he can. I would push against my narrative that I'm speaking on right now. I just don't know because we haven't seen it yet. We haven't even seen a preseason yet. So without having any type of data, I can't say Trey Lance should be starting over Jimmy because there's no way Jimmy's not healthy at this point. And that's been the narrative around him. That high ankle sprain should be absolutely okay by week one. And if it is absolutely okay, well, this guy, this is a guy who's won a lot of football games. And you alluded to previously that a lot of his winning football games was due to backyard bullshit with Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, and, you know, the run game. Um, but if that's still working and they're still winning games and you could at least buy Trey Lance anywhere between eight weeks into a full entire season if this team is winning. Because the last time we saw Jimmy Garoppolo with pressure on him was when he had that five-game sample size to prove is is he worth a contract extension? Is he worth a franchise tag? Or are they just going to monitor his free agency process completely and, and, and offer him something low because no teams are going to see him as a franchise quarterback? Instead, he... He lifted the team and, and you know, it was a team that was one in ten and they go out and end the season on five and zero. Oh. Granted, that was pre ACL Jimmy that was doing those things. I completely understand that. But when we look at this roster as it is right now, they're a top five roster in the NFL. And if you give a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo, who I believe is a top twenty quarterback in the NFL, if you give a top twenty quarterback a top five roster, that's gonna brew for success or at least you're going to have expectations to succeed. So I think they could go out there with Jimmy Garoppolo week one, win a bunch of games, improve his trade value. Next thing you know, you flip him in the offseason for a first-round pick. I'm all on board for that, honestly. I'm, I'm all on board for that. Do I want the new shiny object there in week one with his read options, with his quarterback power in the red zone and just, trucking Buddha Baker wearing number three. Yes, that is slander at single digits for a safety. I don't like it. I'm screaming at the clouds about it. Um, the NFL is not returning my emails, but hey, I'm, I would love to see that. I just think at this point of the offseason with limited options available for Jimmy, I think at $27 million on the books for this season for Jimmy, they're absolutely going to go with him week one unless Trey Lance just blows him out of the water to where they have no option besides to go with Trey Lance. And I think that's what's going to happen in the end. But the thing about here, I just want to bring it back a little bit. Think about the fact that, you know, Trevor Lawrence drafted by the Jaguars, number one, all he's the starter already. Zach Wilson drafted by the Jets, number two, he's the starter already. And then think about what happened with the, the the Chargers last year. You know, they start out with Tyrod Taylor, you know, because he was the guy they paid for. He's the guy where the money is. And Herbert comes in and they play a million times better with Justin Herbert than they ever played with Tyrod Taylor. And so that's the thing is, like, it really feels like we are in a situation where if they put Jimmy out there, we're just wasting time because it's, you know— you're drafted third overall. Like, you should be pretty good if you're drafted third overall in the NFL draft. Like, if Zach Wilson comes out and puts a big dud on the Jets, like, that's going to suck for them because they drafted him second overall. Well, we drafted a guy third overall and traded two first-round picks for this guy. Why are we spending money on Jimmy Garoppolo when we could spend that money rolling it over for Fred Warner or rolling it over for Nick Bosa going forward? Like, it just feels like we're wasting money when, you know, if he's really not ready— we can put out someone else. We can go get a, someone like an RG3 or a Gardner Minshew to start the season. I don't like the idea. I actually absolutely hate it. Spending $24 million on a guy who's maybe start, you know, four, five, six games because it just feels like we are sitting here looking at the inevitable in the face. And the inevitable in the face is named Trey Lance. And he is going to be the starter of this football team for the next five years, no matter what. Like, that's the thing is you have five years unless he bombs out, which it's Kyle Shanahan. I, I trust him. You know, 
I was mad. Like if you watch the Niner Nation, you know, draft coverage when they took Trey Lance over Justin Fields, I was noticeably mad because I felt like Justin Fields was the best player. I've heard stuff since then that maybe, you know, there's some factors to that. You know, the the Broncos stared, you know, Justin Fields in the face and didn't take him when they their quarterbacks on their roster are Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke. And the Bears took him because their other only other quarterback was named Andy Dalton. And we all know what Andy Dalton is. He's Jimmy Garoppolo. And so we're paying $24 million to a kid who has been healthy one season over, over the, the, you know, his whole contract. And yes, they went to the Super Bowl, but they also had one of the most astounding defenses I've ever watched in my entire life. And I think that while this defense is going to be very good, I don't think it's going to be astounding. And I think that we're going to see right away if Jimmy Garoppolo starts this season, you know, where his problems are, when I, and I think his, tra- his trade value is going to go down. I really think that Jimmy Garoppolo loses his trade value the minute he steps on the field this season. I think your best bet is to say, you know what, Trey's our guy at three. We're just going to start him. I mean, I don't want to cut Jimmy Garoppolo, but I'd rather save that money for Fred Warner. I think Fred Warner deserves his extension more than Jimmy Garoppolo deserves a roster spot, personally. And I think that, you know, if Kyle's drafting a guy third overall because of intelligence— or whatever he's drafting this guy for, or intelligence, what he does off the field, there's no reason that this kid should not start when you know he has the tools, and I feel like he has the smarts where he will be able to run an NFL offense. He did run a similar NFL offense. We had uh, John Chapman, shout out to him. He got the Trey Lance pick right. He specifically said he ran an NFL offense at North Dakota State University, and it just makes me think that like if we're paying a guy 24, 25, 26 million you know, to, to play a couple games and lose his trade value, then what are we even doing, you know? You're definitely making great points, and it's it's hard for me to go against those points. Uh, what I'm stating here is I do believe they go with Jimmy Garoppolo. It's not what I would do. Hell, if this is my team and I'm freaking playing Madden right now, I'm just trading Jimmy Garoppolo for a six if I could do it or trading Jimmy Garoppolo for a fourth and I'm going to give them a fifth, like whatever it takes. I, I, I think there's value in there to where you don't want to cut them out. Right. I, I do believe you could get something back. Well, saying Trey Lance may not be ready. I'm not saying that from a understanding the playbook or the capability of running an, an offense. I absolutely do believe he can do that. Kyle Shanahan talked about his intangibles and how smart this kid is, and that's basically what blew him away and what he was running at 19 years old. To me, it's not about the ability to run an NFL offense. To me, it's about the ability to understand and read and dissect NFL defenses because you can have one part of the equation down, but then there's also the second part of the equation that you got to fulfill. And that's where he's got to he's got to learn uh, from. And hell, even Jimmy Garoppolo is still learning from that, as we see. Uh, but he's also ultimate... not as smart as Trey Lance. That's why he's still learning. <laughs> yeah, and and it's like I I get that. I do believe there's an opportunity for Trey Lance to win it, but I it's he's got to blow Jimmy Garoppolo completely out of the roster to where the team is basically saying, Hey, this is our guy. Uh, yeah, there is some circumstances to where teams invest on, on, on quarterbacks and they start them right away or they don't start them right away. I don't think it's necessarily a situation to where Trey Lance has to start right away because you took him third at the end of the day, he is your investment and you want to protect your investment at all costs. Now, if your investment is ready to go week one, then yeah, freaking do it. Like that, that's fine. But if your investment is not necessarily ready to do that week one, then I'm completely on board for them just putting the brakes on it and having Jimmy Garoppolo start. And you also look at what which Kyle Shanahan has gone through in his 49ers tenure. Quarterback play has been awful but five games and and one year in 2019. Other than that, that, it's been awful. Even when Jimmy Garoppolo has gone down, he's been relied on a backup quarterback that can't get the job done and maybe borderline out of the league. So if something, God forbid, like I'm knocking on wood, 
if something would happen to Trey Lance where he even missed one game or two games, that's possibly a situation to where you do or don't make the playoffs. So since Kyle Shanahan has been burned by, yes, number 10 so many times due to injuries, I think he's trying to protect himself and his team by saying, we can win with Jimmy and we could win with Trey. So that's that's the point I think that they're trying to make with having both guys on the roster because you don't want to screw yourself and, and have the season go down a drain once again. And now certain individuals are going to be saying, oh, why is Kyle Shanahan here when he's had four losing seasons out of five years? I think Kyle Shanahan really wants to go for it this year, and he does not want to let a quarterback injury get in the way of that. So that's the point of keeping Jimmy Garoppolo on this roster. Whether he's a starter week one or whether he's on, he's the backup, I think he's possibly the best option to be on the roster, even though I would prioritize a Fred Warner extension over it. Maybe there's something that they can do financially to still get that done. All right, I'm going to put a hot take out there. And I, I said this a little, I kind of alluded to this earlier. I want everyone who wants to record this can record me nine or eight on you know, May 4th says this. Okay. I think, and here's, here's this. You can, you can, you can quote me. You can, this is, you can, this is forever set in stone. I think that we will get to a preseason game where Jimmy Garoppolo does not look that great. And it'll come out week, you know, before week four, that they have decided that Trey Lance will be the starter. Because I think this is a Russell Wilson situation all over again. I think that they drafted a guy who's clearly better than the starter. And I would have said the same with Justin Fields. A guy who was clearly better than the current starter. And week one, when you go to Levi's or wherever the heck like first game is, we don't know yet because this, for some reason the schedule doesn't come out before the NFL draft, which is the dumbest thing ever. Wherever the Niners play week one, Trey Lance will be the starter of the San Francisco 49ers because I think he is on paper, obviously. We, obviously, we haven't seen him play in the NFL, but I think that from what I've heard about the way he's picked up the playbook and the way that Kyle's talked, it sounds like he's looking for a starting quarterback. He's not looking for a guy to sit. You don't draft a guy at three to sit. You just don't do it. That's not how this works. Kyle drafted Trey Lance with the idea that he was more ready to start than Mac Jones or Justin Fields, and he said that already. Trey Lance will be the starter week one when they take the field because preseason, if preseason happens, this is a preseason scenario. Preseason has to happen. I think that last year, if the Chargers had preseason, Justin Herbert's the quarterback week one. I think the fact that there was no preseason is why we had to watch Tyrod Taylor struggle to play football one week. But if there's preseason, are you recording uh me? If there's preseason, Trey Lance will be the starter of this football team all season. How many freaking hot takes do you have in there? One, it's Jimmy Garoppolo has a bad preseason. Two, uh, Trey Lance is is beats out Jimmy and looks better than him. Three, yeah. Trey Lance starts week one. So you have, did you just tie in three hot takes into one? And then yeah, you just another, hot, another hot take. I think Trey Lance reminds me the most of Patrick Mahomes when I watch him on film. Four hot takes. Jeez, <laughs> I, I didn't know we turned into a hot take podcast. But hey, here people, we are. People, Hey, this is the week after we feel like we got a quarterback. I've been saying how many times for how many weeks on this show have we been yelling the 49ers need a quarterback? Like this, this has now turned into the Niners Nation first take or first Pretty take much. Niners Nation. Yeah. You don't need to walk into that ESPN <laughs> um, anymore. You can just listen to this show where I give hot takes. Well, I would say first off. I like the guy. Like, like he's a great human being. That's fine. But I think Jimmy Garoppolo having a bad preseason game is not a hot take. I, I think that's just more of a reality. Like, like, you know, like I want the guy to, I want the guy to succeed. I, I, I like the human being that he is, but just saying, Oh yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to have a bad preseason game. Pre- oh really? No shit. Let's go back to 2019 <laughs> against the Denver Broncos. Like, I don't think it's too that far fetched. Mm-hmm. But we'll, I mean, we'll see. I, 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 I think my take is Jimmy Garoppolo's starter week one. And I think depending on who they play, they'll win that game week one. You want to bet dinner on it on this show? So it's written down. 
I'll I will gladly. We're gonna, we're gonna hang out this year at some point. I guarantee you we will. COVID's so, over. So I'm what's the so, so what's the bet? Just Jimmy Garoppolo starting or Trey Lance starting? You take Jimmy Garoppolo and I'll take Trey Lance and we'll bet dinner okay. on it. It's it's written. You know, it's on the podcast. It's recorded. It's here, and you know, Perfect. people know the whoever's the starter week one. I owe the other person knows the other person dinner. So where will we go? La Vix. Well, I mean, it depends if you come here or I go there. doesn't matter. Oh. Or we could just do both, and then you'll owe me both. No, I can just come up for a Padres game, or you come here for an hour game. Either <laughs> way, it doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, no, like, that's the thing. It, it just it just feels like – it always felt like whoever the 49ers drafted, as long as it wasn't Mac Jones, was probably better than Jimmy Garoppolo right away. Just because of when you have those tools and you have those elite traits that Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't possess. I mean, like, Trey Lance – for instance, could get a, a third and 12. Like, that's a possibility. Jimmy Garoppolo will never, ever, 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 ever in a million years get a third and 12 running the ball. Like, just won't happen. I mean, it might happen, I guess, but, it, like, it's, I'm not counting on it. I'm not putting money on it. Yeah, like, <laughs> uh, like I can't. Like, I'm, I'm trying to, like, be nice about that topic on a third nice and 12. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's just, yeah, he can't. He can't. I don't even know if he could pick up a third and 12 without yards after the catch. Uh, he's done it before, though. He's done it before, but it was it was just really bad in 2020. Now that the 49ers sold the farm to go trade up for another quarterback, uh, there's been that thing saying, oh, Jimmy Garoppolo has like confidence issues. I don't think that's really confidence issues, but if I'm wrong on that, this, is, this will be the ultimate breakdown. I, I really do hope I'm wrong on that because – like whether he's in a 49er uniform or not, like I don't care what jersey he wears, I'm I'm still gonna wish the guy good vibes and you know hope he has a good career because at the end of the day, that he's yeah he gets paid millions of dollars. I understand that, but this is someone's mental health and and physical abilities being put to test every single day. While I don't make that kind of money, I don't go through that kind of drama mentally that that man goes through. He's probably a great dude. I just don't like watching him play football. Like last year, like That's watching fine. that Card- I watched the film of the Cardinals game um again like two or three weeks ago and like it hurts my eyes to watch him play football like last season. Like the way that he played in 2020, it just hurts my eyes and I don't okay. see that I don't see I, him having a drastic improvement from 2020 to this year where Trey Lance won't beat him out. That's my biggest factor. I, I think I know why it hurts your eyes so much is because we had so much expectations for this man from what he showed us in 2017 exactly what he showed us in 2019 and then what we saw in 2020 it's kind of like okay you're the guy that we thought you were but we were hoping you're going to be the next matt ryan instead you're brian hoyer um so i think a lot of us just put him like penciled him in matt ryan 2.0 but then he turned into Brian Hoyer 2.0, and I, I think that's why everyone gets so energized when talking about Jimmy Garoppolo. And I think that the thing is with Trey Lance, I want to keep my expectations in check, but I, I'm struggling too just because it's so exciting to have a guy who I think that Kyle even believes, the way that Kyle talks, this is his Patrick Mahomes. Because think about it real quick. You know, not to harp on the quarterback the whole entire show. Like, we'll talk a little bit about the other draft picks, of course. But... Andy Reid was a great coach, tremendous coach, one of the best coaches in the league, right? Never won a Super Bowl. Gets Patrick Mahomes, goes to the AFC Championship, the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl. He never been to a Super Bowl before that. Yeah, Gets a he did and a, with McNabb. That? With McNabb one year and they lost to the Patriots. You're right, McNabb. I'm sorry. But you know what? One you year. Know, McNabb, Bowl, was, and McNabb was great, right? It was a Don't be wrong. Like, I'm not going to smack talk Donovan McNabb because I like that kid, him as a kid. But Patrick Mahomes is so good. And I think I think part of it is the way the Chiefs draft too as well. But like it took him getting an elite quarterback for him to really see the success and be called one of the greatest coaches in the league. Like, you know, the best coach in the league is still Bill Belichick, right? But I think like if Kyle Shanahan can get his Patrick Mahomes or his Josh Allen for that matter, then I think that the 49ers are going to be the team that people have to worry about in the NFC again. Because Jimmy Garoppolo, like, it was cool, right? Like, it's like, oh, cool, the Niners are really good on defense and they have a quarterback that can win games. But if Trey Lance can become that guy, you know, meaning that top five quarterback or that, you know, even top six, top seven quarterback, 
which Jimmy Garoppolo never was. He was always top 15. Don't get it twisted. Then the Niners are going to be the team to beat in the NFC like the Chiefs are right now. And I think that Kyle Shanahan knows that. And I think that Kyle Shanahan is just ready to just get this thing started. And I suspect that him and Trey are going to be in contact a lot during this offseason, getting the, the offense to him, getting it installed, making sure he understands it to the point where when they go out into that preseason game and he takes the field in that number five jersey for the first time, he's going to be more confident and more ready than we've seen a 49ers quarterback take the field in preseason in a long time. Like I think Jimmy Garoppolo still is lacking when it comes to just studying and you know being able to have confidence. I mean, like I think that I saw one time his wristband says like have a robot mentality or something like something dumb like that. It's like, come on, dude. That's <laughs> stupid. A lot of people, you've mentioned this name a lot. A lot of people want to say Patrick Mahomes for for Trey Lance and at, at least use that situation as an example where Patrick Mahomes sat one year and then he turns into this all pro quarterback that won MVP, won Super Bowl. The difference is the Chiefs, they had Alex Smith, which Alex Smith was a former first overall pick. I think we should know that. And he was <laughs> playing at a high level in Kansas City. He was not missing games. He was not missing more than half a season. And he was playing at a high level, getting his team into the playoffs, at least managing his team's way into the playoffs. Um, and Patrick Mahomes came from an air raid offense into an Andy Reid offense, which is definitely not air raid. It, you know, it's more fundamental. It's more mental. It's it's all of that stuff built into it. It's an NFL offense, not a college one. So there, you got that learning curve from it on top of a valuable QB that was that was probably, what, top 12 at the time? Top 10, maybe, yeah. at the time, That's under Andy Reid? Learning from him, and that guy was making less than a Jimmy Garoppolo was making this year. So I understand that move. With Jimmy Garoppolo, he's making more than Alex Smith did. He's not... He, he wasn't playing to the level the year before the Chiefs drafted... Patrick Mahomes, Jimmy Garoppolo wasn't playing at that level in 2020. Jimmy Garoppolo wasn't available to play more than half of the games Alex Smith was. And Trey Lance didn't come from an air raid offense. He came from more of a pro-style offense opposed to Patrick Mahomes not. So I understand all of the the comparisons that people want to make in regards to that situation. But it's different it's not the same so we we got to understand that aspect of the situation and let's not pretend let's not pretend that jimmy garoppolo is going to mentor a rookie like this is a guy who canceled his his offseason workouts specifically because he didn't think he was going to be the quarterback of this team like the media can throw this Jimmy Garoppolo was the first one to call Trey Lance after he got drafted bull crap in our face all the time. Like, they, they, like that's fine. But we all know that Trey Lance is smarter than Jimmy Garoppolo. And I highly doubt Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be like a mentor figure to Trey Lance. Like I just don't see it. Maybe I'll, I'd love to be proven wrong by Jimmy because I do think he's a good person. I think he's not a scumbag, which is great because I've heard some NFL quarterbacks are scumbags. And I think that Jimmy's actually like a good dude. He's just kind of, not smart, and that sounds bad too, but whatever. I just don't think there's a world where Trey Lance is, you know, thanking Jimmy Garoppolo for his mentorship, and that's why he's in the Super Bowl, you know? Like, I just don't see that narrative that people keep throwing up in the air since the Trey Lance was, you know, since Trey Lance was picked ever at three, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, I've stated why the situation's different, but I'm still going to go, until Jimmy Garoppolo is not on this team, I'm going with Jimmy Garoppolo as week one. But I do want to make it clear. My opinion is the situations are freaking world lengths apart. It's basically the earth to the sun of a difference. We'll see what, you know, we'll see what happens until he's not on the roster. I'm I'm saying Jimmy Garoppolo starts. I'm so stoked to have a quarterback like this. Let's uh let's talk a little bit about, you know, these draft picks, um, I mean, the Niners, it was weird because I thought for sure the second pick 
the first or the first pick in the second round was gonna be wide receiver and, and they went they, they went guard uh with Aaron Banks and it seemed like the the strategy for this draft was draft your quarterback of the future that's gonna get you to the Super Bowl and then look at all the problems you had with injuries last year and fill all those holes with guys who can then take over next year or if someone gets hurt can take over now and that's what they did and it was kind of interesting because that first pick being, you know, after a quarterback being a guard, it kind of felt like they slammed the door on Brunskill in a weird way, didn't it? With Aaron Banks? I would say there's still an opening. But yeah, I fully expect Aaron Banks to be the starter over Daniel Brunskill. Absolutely. Like there's that little crack of the door crease that you kind of peek your eye through and see on the other side. That's basically the chance I believe Brent Skill has to start. I, I fully, if there is a betting prop for for Banks to start, I'm, I'm betting on that prop, 10 out of 10. The pick after that was uh, number th- was their third pick. It was Trey Sermon uh, at Ohio State, which we all, we all know from the national championship, you know, got the ball handed off to him by Justin Fields many times. And it felt like in that way, we were looking at them shutting the door on Raheem Mostert in a way where like maybe Trey Sermon is the future of running back on this team, which is sort of interesting. It felt like those first two picks were kind of them looking at guys where they don't really feel comfortable with those guys because of injuries or they don't feel comfortable with their play and then replacing them. What did you think of the Trey Sermon pick? I, I like him. I would love him to be the starting running back. I just uh, He's had a lot of injury problems himself. I don't think that would that shuts the door on Trey Sermon. I think that just shuts Raheem. the door, or excuse me, it doesn't shut the door on Raheem Mostert. I think it shuts the door on on Way Gallman possibly being on this roster. Um, I I fully expect Raheem Mostert to get his plenty share of carries. I expect him to be a 49er this year. Uh, I don't think that signals a trade for Raheem Mostert like I've seen on the internet. Um, I I I've. I've made a call, and that and that person told me, like, yeah, Raheem Mostert's not going anywhere. Remember, Raheem is one of the guys that Kyle Shanahan sat down with in his offense, or in his office. There we go. I finally got the word out. <laughs> um, he sat down and had conversations with him in regards to he was kind of the leaders in growing from a COVID situation, being away from their family. He was you know, he was kind of the, you know, the messenger of the rest of the team. And and I think Kyle Shanahan enjoys him a lot. And if he was going to be off this roster on the final year of his contract, it would have been last season when he had a contract dispute. I don't think because Sermon and, and Moster are two completely different players. They could play off one another. Sermon is a guy who ran a four five nine. Compared to Raheem Mostert being the fastest ball carrier in the NFL two straight seasons in a row, they're completely different. You have your your lightning and your thunder, and they just go hand in hand into each other rather than say fist to fist. Yeah, I, I mean, I I love the 49ers run game, and I think it's going to be even more fun once we get Trey Lance in there to you know read to do the read option. But like, let's just go over a couple more of these draft picks before we end today. Ambry Thomas, the cornerback out of Michigan. Um, they said that was the cornerback they wanted, and I mean, it was obvious that the team needed to go corner because the only starters were going to be uh, Verrett and uh, Emmanuel Mosley, and I think they also had Dante Johnson, who we just cannot get rid of to save our lives. Uh, but what did you think of this Ambry Thomas pick? I think that, you know, he's a decent corner. I think that it was Aqib Tlaib or one of the guys who was, like, praising this pick, saying it was really smart. Like, what did you think of it? So I'll be on. Uh, I, I saw him uh, at the Senior Bowl. Um, he's not one of the guys I had on my list, but he's definitely one of the guys I should have had on my list. He's one of the guys I kind of slept on because I started doing a, a more of a deep dive into Ambry Thomas and the kid can play the, like the, and what I like about it is the kid has confidence while Akilah Weatherspoon had all the talent in the world. Like he was literally the most talented cornerback on this team the last four years, there was that confidence issue that he seemed to finally get out of the final three weeks of the season last year. We don't have to worry about a confidence issue with Ambry Thomas. This kid could ball. He's six foot. When he had his pro day, he weighed in at 195. So he's kind of of a Emmanuel Mosley build. He is a 
fabulous returner, which I'm glad. Now we could see, you know, maybe some returns that set up the offense a lot better than a fair catches. Um, so it's just, you know, I, I like the pick. It's not someone on the that I had at least my eye on for the 49ers, but he's someone I should have had my eye on. Totally. Uh, the next pick was Jalen Moore, an offensive lineman out of Western Michigan. I think this was just a guy to compete with Sean Coleman. You know, I'd, be, I'd love it if he, you know, in the potential, you know, with the whole Mike McGlinchey situation, they're going to pick up the fifth year. If I, I think if McGlinchey doesn't see, like, drastic improvements, you know, if Jalen Moore is really that good, you know, he could be the starter and you could move off McGlinchey and not have to pay him such a big amount. But, you know, I think that this was mainly just to have more depth. And I think that having depth on your offensive line is really smart when you have a rookie quarterback. Um, and I just don't, I don't know a ton about him, but I think that like they, you know, that was one thing they were very adamant about. Um, the next pick was, I'm going to say this wrong. It's Demondre Lenore, Oregon defensive back. Is that right? I'm just going to call him D. 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 Lenore, as of, uh, and he played for Oregon, uh, def- another defensive back. You know, the, the, the lot of these guys, I think they, they only really drafted running back, offensive line, and uh, defensive backs. And, well, of course, the one safety we'll get to. But, I mean, that was like their thing is they wanted to bolster what was already good and have guys they can bring in behind them. And, you know, it, it does feel kind of like a rich get richer scenario with the 49ers. Yeah. So, first off, with the tackle out of Western Michigan, it sounds like. Kyle Shanahan plans to start him off at guard. So I do see him as depth behind Lincoln Tomlinson. If you got um, Banks as as your right guard, then you'd figure this guy's going to shift over to left guard and, and give some type of security to Lincoln Tomlinson. And Tomlinson's on the final year of his contract. So instead of McGlinchey, you know, stepping into that role, maybe he steps into left guard because Kyle Shanahan wants him at guard. Uh, at least that's what he said after his post-draft presser. With D. Lenore, it sounds like he's going to be more of a slot guy, which is great. This guy is freaking crazy athletic, and he's really, really good in in zone coverage. Uh, He kind of has a mentality for it. It seems like he got beat a little more in man uh, than he did uh, with zone. But I think if you put this guy into a zone coverage, you're going to set him up for success because... That's when his athletic traits completely take over. Is when he could just read a read a quarterback and then pounce on the ball. Totally. And then a pick I really loved was uh, safety Talanoa Hufuanga. I think I got that right. Actually, uh, was a safety at USC, and I watched his film right after they picked him. This kid is mean. He tackles hard and he gets after the ball. I don't think he had a ton of interceptions, but you know, watching his film, it really he was really fun to watch. And I think that that's the kind of guy the Niners look for in safeties. And I think that safety is an important position because as much as I love the Tavarius Moores and the uh, Marcel Harris's, I think having another safety who can come in with potential injuries and a guy who seems, you know, yes, he was a fifth round pick, but I think he might be a steal. He was, he looked, you know, he seemed like a really good pick for what they're looking for out of a safety at least. Yeah. I think this is someone a lot of people wanted to say he's a he's a box safety or he could be a hybrid linebacker. I think he's someone that can play safety in the NFL, and I don't think he's necessarily got to what his potential could be either. This kid has a high motor, and hearing him talk, something that he was about is you treat every play like it's your last play. The reason being is football is a 100% injury sport. If you're able to get through a play and have another down to live, that's a blessing. So knowing that this kid is just loves the game and he's going to give it his all for freaking every single snap out there, that's what I get excited for. It's just having one of those high-motor guys. Sounds like he's definitely going to carve a role in special teams first because they do have Kwaski Tart as well as Jimmy Ward yeah. starting off yeah. at safeties. Yeah. So he's not going to crack that because they're they're – phenomenal players when healthy uh but he's gonna be a he's probably i would not be surprised if he's just a star on special teams and you see him around the ball constantly which i'm so down with and then the final pick of the nfl draft was elijah mitchell and you know when i saw this pick it was just like oh my god like making the starting running back on this team is going to be the hardest thing any nfl player is gonna have to do there are so many good running backs, and then you also have Kyle Shanahan scheming these guys. 
and then you have Mike McGlinchey, who's a tremendous run blocker. Like, this is going to be a great scenario for whoever ends up winning the job. Like, I could just imagine how hard it is going to be to actually make the roster as a running back on this team. And I think the Niners know that, and I think the Niners really like that too. It breeds for competition, for sure. It's going to be really hard uh, for even Jeff Wilson Jr. to make this team. Uh, because, like I said, he's he had only two games out of seven games that he saw 10 carries where he averaged more than four yards per carry, or four yards per carry exactly. He only did that as out of two out of seven games he saw at least 10 carries. Um, as well as same thing with Wayne Gallman. Like, he's a guy who's going to have to learn a new playbook and expect it to make the roster when he's only had one season over 600 yards uh, rushing. So it's then you have your Trey Sherman. He, he's obviously going to make the team, and I think Raheem Mostert's obviously going to make a team. But then that that third and fourth running back, it's literally up for grabs. It, it's going to be a great competition. Yeah, it's great competition. Um, and then I'm not going to get too much into these undrafted guys. There is one guy standout I want to talk about real quick before we end the show, and that's Austin Watkins, wide receiver out of UAB. And I, I, you know, immediately saw this, and I think it was someone we know, we all know, uh, Javi Vega, who we've had on this show. He's specifically like, he's going to fill that Kendrick Bourne role. And after watching his film, I completely agree. This is your Kendrick Bourne guy, your guy who comes in undrafted, has a chip on his shoulder, is a great football player, and is able to, you know, make the roster and potentially be one of the, you know, fill that Kendrick Bourne role that I think that a lot of us, you know, kind of mentioned as we we're getting into this draft process that, you know, like, the Niners are going to miss Kendrick Bourne. I think people forget how important he was to that offense. And I really feel like Austin Watkins is the kid who can fill that role and, you know, really help Trey out where, you know, specifically because they're going to use Debo a lot more once, you know, obviously if you win the bet and it is Jimmy Garoppolo, we'll see, we'll see what they do with Debo. But if the quarterback is Trey Lance, Debo Samuel is going to be used like he should. They still have Brandon Ayuk, who's an absolute star. And I think Austin Watkins could come in there with Richie James. I want to see Jalen Hurd still, but I think that Austin Watkins makes this team, and I think he could potentially be a starter and you know fill that Kendrick Bourne role for this team. I think Austin Watkins Jr. makes this team. Uh, he's someone I saw actually down at the Senior Bowl. I've shook his hand. I spoke with him, and the guy's a pleasure to speak to. He's you know everything I had said to him yes sir thank you sir i you know i appreciate it like he he has a very good mental um and besides you know with the manners besides of the manners he's a man on the field so he had what one career drop in college and to me that's that's impressive because when he's at uib he's not playing with the the most stout or recruited quarterback in the nation he's playing with guys that's going to put the ball in plenty of different locations and you don't know where that ball's going to essentially land in your catching range he makes this team he's better than sanu he's better than travis benjamin he's better than river craycraft and i think he's a better receiver than richie james jr uh yeah he should definitely be that kendrick born role and i think kyle shanahan is going to see that and just grab on to him immediately and be excited for what he can offer to this to this offense. I mean, yeah, exactly. And so looking at this draft, I'm not going to give it a draft, a draft grade because I think that's really stupid, but I think that the 49ers, you know, well, I think I would have liked to um, not let Rondale Moore get to the Arizona Cardinals. I'm not a really big fan of that. I think the 49ers did what they need to do to remain with, you know, what is one of, if not the best rosters in the NFC when it comes to just everything around the quarterback? You know, the wide receivers, the linebackers, the corners, the defensive tackles, the, the offensive line, what they've done in free agency. We talked a lot about how good this offensive line is looking after free agency is so much more improved. And now there's a lot of depth behind it. Tom Compton will not be making this team, I hope. And that's, I think, one of the best things that you can really say is that they've found ways to fill spots and continue to build this roster the way they want, where, you know, if Trey Lance is the guy, and I think we've me and you have said this on other shows we've done, if Trey Lance plays up to what Justin Herbert did last year, this team's in the Super Bowl. Absolutely. <laughs> Will he do it? I don't know. I'm not going to like... Yeah, I'm it's not gonna, difficult. That'll be difficult, but hard. yeah, I, I, yeah, I do agree. If, if, if he plays Herbert. that well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. And so... You know, I think that this team set itself up really well to be 
you know, a force in the NFC. And I really hope that, you know, we get preseason so we can see Trey Lance and see what he does. You know, I'm still, obviously I've watched a lot more films since the, the, the pick was acquired. I'm still a little hesitant on, you know, what, is Trey Lance better than Justin Fields? Kyle says he is, and so we have to believe him because he's the head coach. But, you know, like, I'm very curious to see what Justin Fields does with Chicago. And the Niners play Chicago this year, so we might have Lance versus Fields and, you know, maybe get our, a little bit uh, of a clear answer there. But, I mean, at the, end, the Niners killed it. The, the Niners did a great job of, of, of knowing who they are, knowing what they want, and getting players to fill that position. Yeah, I agree. It's um, It's exciting. I really do hope Tom Compton's not on this team. <laughs> Just because I think they have better talent than Tom Compton. So if Tom Compton's on this team, that means they let go of lesser talent. Uh, but yeah, it's it's definitely well built. It, it's weird because to get back onto Austin Watkins, I, I know the narrative is the 49ers didn't draft one. But it feels like they did because a lot of people had Austin Watkins rated or at least to go in the fourth round. Even the fifth round or sixth round, the latest. So the fact you get him as an undrafted free agent feels like a major win. It feels like you drafted a wide receiver because this t- kid could be a difference maker, just like Kendrick Bourne was for this offense. Maybe not year one, but year two, I think you'll definitely see his number called. Uh, so I- I'm just excited to get this team in camp. Hopefully I'll be able you know, to make some of those camps there in Santa Clara, watch them. And and just go from there. Like, yeah, my San Francisco Giants are in first place, but man, I'm really excited to watch football season again. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm uh, obviously happy with the Giants, but yeah, totally. Like, I just think that the 49ers did what needs to be done. They realized there was a problem with the quarterback, which we talked about all off season, and they got it fixed. And then they went and decided that, hey, we don't want to ever have another season where we have no depth. Let's get all the depth figured out. The starting caliber players on this team are phenomenal, and now they have some depth just in case there is injuries. Just hope there's no more. There's not as much injuries as last year. If there's not as much injuries as last year, this should be a playoff team, even with Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> oh, my God. Nate said it. Make sure you guys screenshot that audio. It needs to be uploaded. Nate said it. This is a playoff team with Jimmy Garoppolo, and I absolutely do agree with that. Is there anything you want to plug before we end for today? YouTube, 49ers Gold Mine. Uh, just go ahead and plug 49ers Gold Mine on YouTube, and you'll be we able to catch me. We do a show every me. Friday. Yep. We do a show every Friday and Wednesday, live show on there. So if you want to hear us talk more, you always can. Perfect. Just go ahead and search it, subscribe, like it, put your alarm on so you could, or the alerts on so you can be notified every time we go live. Totally. And you can follow me on Twitter at 9ernate49 if you want to argue about uh, – why you think that Jimmy Garoppolo should start up a Trey Lance because that's what my Twitter has turned into over the last week. We will see you next week on the Niners Nation podcast. Ready once? Ready? Are you ready for it? Ready? In the best E40 voice you can do it. Ready? Ready? Trey area! We'll see you next week. <laughs>